Have you ever received an invitation that made you uncomfortable? An invitation that made you nervous or perhaps even made you downright afraid? I can confess that I've had maybe more than I'd like to admit. It might be an invitation to somebody's house, a person that you don't know very well. Maybe it's to a wedding banquet, a wedding that is high scale, that is more extravagant than you're used to. Perhaps you're invited to a restaurant, you know the kind, where they use more utensils, <laughs> you've got it, than you know what to do with. Or maybe it's a banquet honoring an esteemed guest. And when you get those invitations, your mind is flooded with questions, and you know the questions. Who else will be attending? Will there be anyone that I know? And how should I behave? What rules of etiquette should I be aware of? And will I be able to follow them? Should I bring a gift? And if so, what kind of gift? The big one, what should I wear? And then, who will be seated at the table with me? Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the grandson of King Saul, received a heart-stopping invitation. He wasn't asking, who will be there? What should I wear? Should I bring a gift? Who will be at the table with me? What, is, what are the rules of etiquette? Those were not the questions on Mephibosheth's mind. His questions were not related to being embarrassed or drawing undue attention to himself like we might be concerned with. His questions were of a far more serious nature. He was asking, am I being, am I being invited to experience the last day of my life? Will I be killed? Will I be dispatched to the grave so that King David can do away with everyone from Saul, the previous king's family, so there's no threat to this new dynasty? These are serious questions. And they may seem a little extreme to us, perhaps somewhat melodramatic, but for Mephibosheth, he knew his life was on the line. After all, it was a common practice for newly minted kings to kill the family of the previous, previous king to eliminate any challenges to their dynasty. Mephibosheth's invitation, summons, demand by King David makes anything scary in our imagination that we've received with regard to an invitation seem like child's play. Mephibosheth was a cripple from the age of five. In fact, he had been dropped by his nurse in the chaos and the confusion and the panic after they received word that both Mephibosheth's father, Jonathan, and his grandfather, Saul, had been killed. 
when Mephibosheth received the invitation, the command, the summons into David's presence, he may have even had to have been carried given his lameness. But when he comes into David's presence, he does what he knows to do. He falls immediately on his face. He bows as low as he possibly can, and he announces, I am your servant. And he waits. He waits for what may come next. But what comes next is not what he expects. David likely knows what's churning in Mephibosheth's heart, and the words of David come as cool water to an anxious and afraid soul. David says, do not be afraid. That's not what Mephibosheth expected. Do not be afraid. And then these beautiful words, I will show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. Do not be afraid. I will show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. The covenant that had been made years ago between Jonathan and David supersedes the cultural norms of the day to kill everyone left behind of the family of the previous king. The covenant of the deep and abiding love between David and Jonathan was a covenant of friendship that was not broken by death or years of time. The covenant stands fast and now the king, King David, intends to fully honor the covenant of his dear friend, the covenant made with his dear friend, Jonathan. And so we remember the, the covenant that they made, and it was this. Then Jonathan said to David, go in peace, since both of us have sworn in the name of the Lord, saying, the Lord shall be between me and you and between my descendants and your descendants forever. That was the last word spoken between two friends. They never saw each other again. But now the son, the lame son, the only son left alive of Jonathan, is standing before David, and David says, do not be afraid. But we get the sense that those words have not fully settled in Mephibosheth's mind, because he responds back, and he says, what is your servant, what is your servant, that you should look upon a dead dog such as I? Why? 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 The invitation is not what Mephibosheth expected. He expected death, and he was given life. He came into David's presence as a pauper, 
and he received the riches of King Saul, his grandfather's inheritance. He became wealthy. He was elevated to that place of riches that once his family had enjoyed. And and he was granted a place at the king's table. He was there not as a guest, but he was there as a member of David's family like one of the king's sons. And did you hear the refrain in the reading of the text? And he always ate at the king's table. He always ate at the king's table. Due to his lameness, Mephibosheth may have been carried to the table, but at the king's table, his fears dissolved, and he gained a brand new identity. Today, like Mephibosheth, we are recipients of a summons. We're recipients of an invitation, if you like, from the King, Jesus himself. The invitation from our, from our King is an invitation to this table. Though we deserve death as those broken by the fall, we're given everlasting life. We do not come in fear And this table is also set, and we're invited to this table because of a covenant. It's the covenant Jesus made in with his very own blood. It's the covenant that announces that this blood, the blood of the new covenant, is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. This covenant of love is is a covenant that reflects the life of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Their unbroken inner life of love was extended to us in Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. And we can be sure that that unbroken experience of love did not cause the father to turn his face away from his son ever. What Jesus did in his covenant, making that covenant for us on the cross, reveals the whole life of the love of God for us. So while this covenant dates all the way back to the cross, across time, Jesus still binds himself to us in this covenant. And he says to us, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid because today you're invited to my table. This is a table where we do not come as occasional guests to drop in for a meal. We, like Mephibosheth, come to this table as members of Jesus' own family. We come as sons and daughters of the Lord. We are no longer slaves. So today when we come, we come 
with a heart of overflowing celebration. We come with a heart of great joy that we have been included with all who are willing into the embrace of God's love so that we, with the people on earth and the whole company of heaven, might find our place at this table. But this morning, like Mephibosheth, if we're honest, we would also admit that we are lame. There are places in our life that are crippled. There are places where we need healing. And while David was able to change Mephibosheth's status, he did not have the power to heal his feet. But our Lord, who invites us to his table, not only has the ability to heal, but has the desire to do so as well. Our king has the ability to heal, not only that we would lose all of the stains at this fountain filled with blood, all of the stains of our sin, surely that is a benefit of this covenant that we can hardly imagine. But at this table where we remember his broken body, we also hear here, by his stripes, you are healed. By his stripes, you are healed. As you take your place today at the king's table this morning as a son or a daughter of God, I wonder where is it that you long for Jesus to unfold his healing grace in your life? Where do you feel broken? Where do you feel crippled by the circumstances of your life or your choices or something that has been done to you? Maybe, maybe your point of healing that you're thinking about today is something in your own physical body. Jesus still heals bodies. But there are other sources of lameness as well, not just our bodies. We also need healing in the deeper recesses of our soul. So ask yourself, where do you need healing? Maybe, maybe you're being held captive by an old identity that's marked by shame and failure. And today, at this table, you can receive healing to move into fully the identity that God has for you. Maybe today, the place of healing is the orientation of your heart. Has your heart become hard? Has your heart turned in on itself in selfishness and pride? Has your heart almost become rebellious against God? If so, healing is yours. Maybe, maybe today the healing you need is something that haunts you from what you've done in the past. 
Or maybe what you need healing from is a repetitive pattern of behavior or desire that continues to hold you captive today. That healing can be yours. Maybe, maybe the place of healing in your life is something that you've left undone, that you know God is calling you to act in a specific way. And then maybe, maybe that place of healing in your life is because you too have been dropped. You've been unspeakably harmed, and you've been abandoned. It could be that you carry the open wounds that are a detriment to you, and because they're open wounds, they bleed in ways that are a detriment to others around you. Where is it today that you need healing? Where is it today that your soul is thirsty and longing to be watered by the life of the Spirit of God? Mephibosheth was from Lodabar. He was homeless. He was afraid. He was invisible. He lived in a, a place where he did not have a home. He lived in somebody else's home in a place that was overlooked by everybody. He was carried to the table, and his whole life changed. His inheritance was restored. He was set within a family, and he had a new identity today. Today, the Spirit of God is the one who carries you to this table. And today, the Spirit of God places you at the king's table to be healed. This is the place for you to receive the healing, the full healing God intends for your life. So I invite you now, I invite you to spend some moments in, silent, in silence, reflecting on the places, the place in your life where you most need healing today.